Hello, this is Steve, a.k.a. Horizon Brave, and you are listening to Green Team's review of Season 3 of Avatar. Um, so, yep, this is going to have spoilers for all of Season 3, and I believe we actually even go back and talk a bit about Season 1 and 2. So, if you haven't tuned in, um, if, if you haven't watched Season 1 or 2 or 3, um, you may want to do so before you continue listening. So, so sit back, enjoy. I'll play a clip from the episode and get into it. I am Avatar Yang Chen, young airbender. Avatar Yang Chen. The monks always taught me that all life is sacred, even the life of the tiniest spiderfly caught in its own web. Yes, all life is sacred. I know, I'm even a vegetarian. I've always tried to solve my problems by being quick or clever, and I've only had to use violence for necessary defense. And I've certainly never used it to take a life. Avatar Aang, I know that you're a gentle spirit, and the monks have taught you well. But this isn't about you. This is about the world. But the monks taught me that I had to detach myself from the world so my spirit could be free. Many great and wise air nomads have detached themselves, and achieve spiritual enlightenment. But the Avatar can never do it, because your sole duty is to the world. Here is my wisdom for you. Selfless duty calls you to sacrifice your own spiritual needs and do whatever it takes to protect the world. I was what you are. You can become what I am. And welcome back. This is Green Team, um, our review of Avatar. We're back for season three. Uh, this is the final of the mainline saga of Avatar, if you will. Um, so this is it. This is book three. This is wrapping everything up that we've gone to before. Um, and the trilogy ends here, basically. Um, I mean, and there's going to be a uh, there's a spinoff after. We may, we may touch on that at another time. But um, so this is the end for the main saga. Um, and so, uh, and so, so just to wrap, just to to to, to get on board, I have the the crew back with me, um, the fellow uh, the fellow fan benders at my side here. So we have uh, we have Little Red Book LRB. Hello. We have Kipton. Heyo. <laughs> Going to our theme here, and uh, and we have Huron fan. Hello. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Sultry. Um, uh, so this season three of Avatar, uh, the, the, the journey will come to the conclusion here. So this premiered on uh, September 21st, 2007. I was fresh out of high school and I probably not knowing what I was going to do with my life. So, um, but I wasn't watching this at the time. Um, so, and right off the bat, we're looking at uh, Rotten Tomatoes again, just to wrap this, to continue the trend here. This is uh this series has been like a flurry of you know high praise it's a hundred percent critic score and a 98 percent audience score which i think was flipped from last time. i think that i think last season was 98 percent audience and 100 percent critic but um yeah it's an a well praised uh season you know all around um so so just for around the room um what are your guys thoughts on season three just high level you know quick uh quick you know when you first watched it what did you guys think as as a as a conclusion um in a series known for its fighting and choreography i thought season three had the best yeah i agree yeah definitely uh i think in a series known for its character work i think season three has some of the best I yeah, I, I, yeah, I won't argue against that. I think, uh, I, I think from um, some of my complaints from season one and two were slowly whittled away. What about you, Audrey? What did you think? Um, I love that it ends with a kiss, but <laughs> <laughs> it re in reality, um, it does have some 
episodic because we were talking about how the first season is very episodic it has some episodic episodes it does yeah but they fit better into the story they don't feel like they're disconnected from what's going on um uh, so i thought that was done much much better but yes the fighting and the relationships and the character work are all brilliant i agree with that and i feel one episode does stand out like uh like episode uh, i mean season one for example the great divide had that one kind of standout episode that was like very like episodic and it was kind of um kind of lame <laughs> this in, in season three the one of the episodes that i found now it was it was actually a good episode i actually i actually liked the episode a lot but it stood out as being a very bottle episode and it um it sort of really took me out of this the age and the 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 time period is that this season you know this whole series is set in. and then that's the um episode where they're on like vacation on the beach they're having like a beach party like that episode like as i was watching this like never before have i felt like this series like it didn't like an episode didn't fit the time like this felt like i was in like a 1960s you know beach like one of those like 1960s beach party movies like everyone's like laughing and like, <laughs> on the sand playing beach ball volleyball <laughs> like if it, 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 it felt like you know it, it just it just stood out as you know not being of the time of like the air that this series is usually based in did anyone else feel that or was that just me um, I love that episode. No, I, yeah, I liked it too. I enjoyed it, but it, <laughs> it felt like so. Like, okay, let's go on our beach. Let's go to our beach house and have a party there. <laughs> like, it, it felt so like you know, um, um, uh, I guess like Middle America, you know, family trip to a beach. It, it felt very odd to me. It, it was interesting. I like this. I like you know, what it presented, but. It just you just didn't feel like it was set in a fantasy, you know, sort of medieval dark ages type uh type setting. Yeah, I, I thought about that, but I agree. I also liked it, but I do have some agreement with it. It kind of have you guys ever seen Sergeant Frog? No. Oh. Okay. Well it's it's a comedy anime that kind of spoofs anime tropes. And I felt like I was suddenly dropped into an episode of Sergeant Frog. <laughs> um but what I did like is what it did with Zuko's character in that particular episode, because he's kind of humorless and he really needs to, I, I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's like, Zuko, you need to I, learn to laugh. <laughs> I loved, okay, so, okay so, so I'll say this. So as much as I had a problem with, with, the, with, the, with the, um, uh, the, the setting and feel of that episode, I loved, it was actually one of my favorite scenes actually was, <laughs> <laughs> from your favorite character, Zuko. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 he's he trying to give, I guess, what was it? it was, he's trying to give, like, um, a seashell right. or, a, or and, like, ice cream to, um, to I think it's May, right? Yeah. Really yeah, emo. Man, yeah. yeah, and, like, and she's like, yeah, that's great, thanks. He, like, drops on her, on her like, leg, and he's like, yeah, thanks, I feel, yeah, that's great. So, I, <laughs> I, 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 the, the humor in this, in this, whole series has like it started out and i've been on record for saying this that the humor was not really to my liking um in the beginning um but season after season it's become more refined and it's sort of becoming more in line with how i feel like this show really should have um is really kind of catering to where it doesn't have to be all you know goofy animal humor and you know situational body comedy where there's you no know, smarter humor like this, I really appreciate it. I re and, and it continues on through the rest of the season. Um, so there's a few other uh, things that were pretty funny I'll, I'll point out later. How did you feel about uh, Nightmares and Daydreams? I love that particular episode. And speaking of references to other um, anime series, uh, so he comes in and he's dressed like a character from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, this and, one, yeah, yeah. Right, and then he comes in and he's dressed like, I think it's Nataro? I'm not sure how you say it. It's not no, medical. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know what the third reference is, but I just thought that was very clever and a shout out to just anime fans in general. Yeah, it was a cute, it was a cute nod. Like just, just I, I'm not, I'm not an anime fan at all, really. To I, I, I love some anime, but it's, I'm very picky with my anime. But I, I, I really appreciated the, the sort of like you know tip of the cap to you know some of these 
I, I know a lot of fans would appreciate it. So I, through them, I appreciated it. But it was also very real. Like, I have that dream still about showing up to class naked or not having done my homework or I can't find my class and I've been enrolled in it all week. So I think I totally appreciate the that part of the episode, too. I like that oh, yeah, episode. And Sorry, go ahead. I don't really like that episode. Uh, See, that's but, what I was expecting. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't really like it. Um, I think that Aang does a bit of character regression in it. Um, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem in character for Aang to try and stay awake to avoid his nightmares. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. Uh, I, I, I think it was a fun it was a fun idea, and it ended up with some some nice like little jokey humor. But and I and I love Zuko's side of that episode. But I'm not. I'm not a fan of the whole Aang trying to stay awake until he kills the Fire Lord thing. It does seem like I think. That, I think <laughs> to, to your point, I think that idea would have worked in season one a bit better when he was yep. there. When he was still um, sort of adapting to his new, you know, time period, I guess, and he was still kind of learning. Um, I'll say the fact that. Unfortunately, we're, we weren't given like, like with Ang. Like, Ang's character actually sort of waffles to me as a whole back and forth. Like, like there are some episodes where like he, like he'll be really focused and serious on one episode, and then he'll be like the goofy kid in another episode. So it, it does actually fit, but it just comes off as you know a bit too much because Ang. If you watch some of his, some of his some of his episodes that focus on him, like sometimes he'll be really you know focused on something. Then he'll then then he'll swing back the other way where where he's you know really he he doesn't feel like you know training you know in another episode so it, it, uh, it he does have his waffling back and forth yeah and yeah we know yeah they are kids yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what kids are like yeah but it, it just they are kids but like, I, I feel like, like it, there was no, like there, there might have, there, it might have been better if it was maybe like one episode that built up to this it, but it just came it just like instantly hit you with okay now I I'm gonna have this kind of, you know, odd change in perception, you know, in perception and, you know, do something sort of out of character. I think what your criticism, I think is fair. But what I think it's showing that's real is that kids have magical thinking and he thinks that somehow if he doesn't go to sleep, he doesn't, like it's going to fix the problem when really his subconscious is trying to work out his fears. Does that make sense? So he's like, well, if I just don't sleep, then I don't have to deal with this Hey. Which is a which is a weird stance for a monk but, to take who yeah. has unlocked his chakras. Yeah, he's like awesome. and achieves celestial enlightenment. Yeah, I'm, just yeah. also, I'm just also saying that he's a kid and kids are like that. Yeah, but I think I think they get think, weird ideas uh, in their head and they do weird things. I think the the main problem though is that that this this came about too late in the series. Like, I, it, it would have been an easier pill to swallow if, if this was an earlier episode. But that, I, that, I'm that, not saying you, that your criticism is illegitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. I, I'm just saying, like, I, it, it just feels like um, this, like, on the eve of, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the final season, he, he should he should be, you know, amping up to be. And this is a pretty late episode, right? Uh, what what number of episode is this? I don't remember. It is episode nine. It's nine of season. Three. Yeah, so it feels it feels like you know, at this stage he should be. Uh, you know, a bit past something as immature as like, yeah, let me stay up all night, and you know, it, it just it seems a bit kind of juvenile for his character at this point. Do you think that episode though sets up a uh, a feeling of the series wrapping up though? Because I've talked to people who watch the series, and we all know that the uh, the first invasion fails spectacularly. Yes, and it's a, I, I think it's a really really cool way to you know have the the story go. But some people actually thought that that was going to be the end of the series. So that episode kind of sets up a uh, tension. And and that episode takes place after the invasion, correct? If I remember. Yeah, no, does. before. Before? Yeah, it's okay. the episode before. That's why he's freaking out. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah they're, they're all prepping up and everything. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Just an idea. But it it was and to that point though, um, it I guess it did serve a purpose to sort of set the tone 
I'm not sure how good of a job it did, but because there is this, um, it's the day of the Black Sun where you know it's the right. invasion episode basically. Um, and uh, to to judge it on the fact that this is like a prep episode for just you know what's to come. Um, again, it's cute, but I'm not sure if it does the justice of what's really about to go down. It it sort of kind of undercuts itself a bit. Um, because it's so it's so comical and so so goofy. I mean, as much as yeah. I love like the 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 very like trippy LSD almost uh, scenes <laughs> of Momo and um and uh uh the flying uh, buff air buff his name Appa. Um, Appa. Uh, I it's actually very, very, love that part so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I like that episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uh, uh... Where they all have swords and they're like, mm. yeah. I thought that was great. Sorry. I also thought it was a nice um, kind of attention breaker before things were to get serious. Uh, so you got to remember this is a series for kids and not that kids can't deal with serious issues, but that having this humor right before you're going to go into this really, really super upsetting episode. I don't know. It, it also does a good job of showing that if Aang isn't certain about his course of action, or if that uh, he hasn't planned his morals and ethics, uh, then he's not going to succeed. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, shall we talk about the the Black Sun invasion? Because that was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, while we're yeah, we're on the we're on the the cusp of it. So yeah. So you mean uh, you didn't mind the CGI? I minded stuff. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I minded so much. It bothered me less, but it still bothered me. Yeah. Again. Okay. So, 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 so the the quote invasion takes place. Um, and minus the CGI, and I'll get to that in a second. It looks gorgeous. Like the whole the the the, mm. the cinema the, the the cinematography of it, the the way it's drawn, everything looks great. But they have this penchant for using these like really cheap looking tanks and like vehicles that just like and, and it's, not, it's not just a series it's, it's it's of that time where like they wanted to cram like a cgi into like cartoon and try to blend the two and it it comes off so poor right now like it, it, it and it, it actively like detracts from the episode because it stands out so much I oh, you if if they could have done that in two D they would have like I I listen to a lot of uh especially that age animation uh, uh commentary and the fact is like three D really intricate three D objects like that are so much more difficult to draw and that they only do that by uh, CGI because it's easier. Well, and what I was going to say cheaper and yes. yeah, yeah exactly cheaper so well, much and... cheaper. The one thing that the CGI does is it you have this very naturalistic world and then you have this very mechanical Fire Nation army or vehicles or whatever. And so it does kind of show the unnaturalness of what's going on and what the Fire Nation is doing. So that's the only thing that I do appreciate about the CGI. They could have done I, I don't buy that excuse because they could show that in 2D animation. Yeah, you don't you don't need like really flimsy, cheesy looking 3D effects to 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 show you know the dichotomy of you know nature versus um um you know a man-made machine. It doesn't really stack up for me. Like it it just comes off as very cheap looking, and again, it just cheapens the 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 the, the anime the whole animation overall when you have you default to this because. I mean, and again, in other shows, they've they've tried to mix the two together, and it just doesn't it just doesn't work. Um, um, but overall, and besides that, besides besides that, I don't, I don't want to come off too negative. Um, and and just and one more thing is, I I just don't like the tanks. I don't like I don't it, it comes up looking like a like a, like a Godzilla movie, like, like little miniature tanks driving around. It just, it just I just don't like when the 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 look of like using more modern looking tanks. Um, as as opposed to when they had the scene of like the airships, um, those big like zeppelin things, like those were kind of cool. But um, I, I don't know, something just rubs me the wrong way when I see like the medieval tanks or whatever they're trying to they're trying to do there. But besides all of that, besides the tanks, more criticism. 
Um, the, the episode overall was just great. It, it was uh, it, it, it's broken up into two into two parts. Um, so what did you guys think of it? What, what did you from from start to finish? Did uh, and, and I loved how dark it was. But um, yeah, what did you guys what did you guys think of it overall? Uh, some of my favorites in the series because uh, especially the second part episode, I loved Azula just toying with him and the characters going along with it because you know it felt really real for their characters, especially Sokka, and then the <laughs> What what the real payoff for that episode was Zuko turning on his father and that that speech that he did and that was mm. so satisfying. I like the submarines. <laughs> 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 I like the fact that they put like a big old air bubble around Appa's head. <laughs> it was. It, about that. Th- those aren't my. It's they're fine. The episodes are fine. They're not my favorite. They're definitely not my favorite. I I do like how Zuko finally stands up to his father. Right. I I do like how Azula shows that she's capable of uh, screwing with the team in so many ways, even without her bending. And she's slowly descending further and further into madness. And it finally gives us backstory. Yeah. Yeah, and Ozai, Ozai finally gives us backstory, and like Ozai actually talks and is part of like a real interaction mm. which he hasn't been uh until the really this episode yeah i think there's just the one where they go to see the fire lord and he's only in that for like maybe two three minutes yep. before that and that was in the first season so uh, so so Elvary, to your to your point um i'll say this so my criticism from last season was the fact that um that they didn't. They didn't go far enough for Azula to give us that um, sort of emotional context of her actually sort of being, you know, mentally unstable. I feel like this season they course corrected that greatly, and I feel by by the end of this season, um, I feel like they did lean into that a lot more, which was great as exactly what I wanted. Um, and her, her like, uh, you know, instability of her of her mind really came out a lot more than it did in season one, in season two, rather. Because uh, in season two, she was just, like, you know, evil, just because, like, oh, I'm so evil, I'm going to kill you, and, and, you know, I want to, you know, get revenge. It, it was so, you know, one-dimensional. With this season, it, you know, they they sort of cranked that up, and they gave, like, these scenes and images and shots of her, and you can, in the way she, like, would snap at her own two, um, uh, her two friends that are always with her. Um, the way she reacted to her reflection and when she was cutting her hair yeah yeah that's right it's right um and, and it, it just and it, see, it seems like they really you know leaned into it a lot more which i really appreciated so um so that was one of my criticisms from season two which which really they they sort of course not course correct because i'm you know but they they you know went further into you know exploring that idea of her actually being sort of mentally unstable thought it was pretty clear in this second I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was very clear in the second uh season that she was unstable. It's just that she starts to crumble in the third season when she starts to fail. She's failing for the first time and she's not used to it. And the pressure is cranking up with the yep. her being Lady Firelord or whatever. Do you so. remember in season two when uh Zuko is talking with his mother in a flashback? And he say, "Hey, you want to see how Azula feeds the turtle ducks?" And he throws a rock at them, and they get all angry. Did you notice in season three when Azula walks near the same pond, the turtle ducks kind of run away in fear? Oh, that's no, true. I didn't actually notice no, that's, that. Yeah, that's true. That that is really that's that's great. That's as a as a as a good attention to detail there. Um. So obviously, uh, my favorite part of the third season is the final Agni Kai between Azula and Zuko. It's it's cinematic, it's beautiful, and the the score that they used to to go alongside the fight choreography, uh, it's beautiful. I love the use of color. Yeah. And the, the use of color is also excellent. The like really backed up view where you just see these two fighting colors of fire. Right. It's gorgeous. It's, 
And the interesting thing is that when you go to um, Aang's fight, the Fire Lord, is that he's using blue and the Fire Lord is using blue. Whereas in the, um, whatever, the thingy, the, the challenge, it's the other Agni way around. Kai. Thank you, the Agni Kai. It's the other way around. The good guy's using blue, or the is using red, and the bad guy's using blue. I just thought that was interesting comparison. So, so oh, do you mean the uh, energy bending? Well, but yeah, I was like, I don't remember Aang using blue fire. Well, he didn't use fire, generally speaking, but yes, the energy bending part. I see. Ah. So. Yeah, I wonder why that is. So, so for this season, um, what you guys, who's your guys' um, favorite um, return character, basically? So, you know, by 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 the end of the season, basically, I want to say um, everybody from at least gets a, a a sort of cameo here, at least. Um, I don't the know if I'm missing one, but generally, most of the characters established from season one and two um, come back in some way, which again is a you know really well done pretty tight-knit um uh style of writing so so who do you, who do you guys like that came back who's, who's some of your favorite uh, return characters suki oh yes. well, yeah okay that, that's mine but okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you can have the same favorite characters it's okay it's allowed <laughs> yeah i was thinking more minor characters like uh yeah because suki's not i like minor. the swamp benders well, I'll say Suki's the guys from Louisiana. I, mean, I, I wish she would have had a, be- a bigger portion to play, but she's she's not like a main. She's not like a main character. Or Boomy, Boomy was great. Mm. So I did like the White um, Lotus. The White Lotus, yeah. But I also really like uh, the Invention Dude, who makes the submarines from Oh yeah, Scroll. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. here, you do this. Yeah, like, what is oh. his name? I forget his name. I, I do I like him. He's, his name very, he's very like a very steampunk. You know, I don't know why. You're a steampunky looking character. For sure. But the White Lotus is probably my favorite. I think they just call him the Mechanist. Oh yeah, yeah I guess that's true. That's even cooler. <laughs> even more steampunky. <laughs> Um, so, so judging from the uh, from the season three, so what are you guys? Some, what are some of your favorite? Um, I guess cinematic, which I think we already sort of touched on already. Um, some of your favorite uh, moments or scenes that are the most satisfying um, in the conclusion here, um, and that can be just, it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be fights, but just maybe um, confrontation or well, I guess it's a fight, but or maybe lines of dialogue or or interaction between characters. What's some of your What's some of the scenes that kind of stand out to you the most um, as we uh, we wrap up the season? So I have... Yes, I was just going to say that. (laughs) When Toph is a giant muscled man who screams at things. (laughs) (laughs) meta episode and it's brilliant. It's It's so brilliant. And also it's just just as a nice little recap before you go into the final battle. It's just... And they they just fly over the Great Divide. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not go down there or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> did, did did Jet just die? Yeah, it was really <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just and think I, that I also, was brilliant writing. It was. It was that that episode and the one where they meet the dragons are my two favorite episodes in the whole series. Uh, it, the Firebending Masters. Yeah, where yeah, they go. Yeah, yep. And Zuko has to learn how to bend fire without being angry. I, I love that. If we're, if we're talking about the same episode, which I think we are, um, where they really, really go to that, uh, basically that temple, and they have, like, they had right. to, like, perform the, the, like, the motion. The dance. Yeah, that... It, the it, dragon it, dance. Yeah, yeah the, dra- the dance of the dragons. Um, I love that episode so much. Um, because it, it, it has, like, this... Um, it's choreographed beautifully. Like we have both of them, kind of Ang and Zuko on the you know, opposite side, and they will have to, you know, perform the motions. You know, and, and also, if you, I'm not sure if you guys noticed this, but and it's it's sort of obvious, but I love the the attention to detail again is where 
the um the hand gestures that they're using are the same gestures that the fire nation uses because obviously you know the fire that, that's that's their descendants basically but i just love that that yeah it, it, it looks it's very similar to how the fire nation you can see how they bend you know the, how, how the gestures that they use are the same ones the, the ancient ones that zuko and ang are you know practicing in the temple um well, I, really and, that was really I mean they're 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 not the same they're different no, if you look at it, 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 it they, <laughs> when, when, when Zuko and Aang are like doing the whole like you know when they're in that big room there, basically you know with two dragon statues, as yeah. they're moving, as as the Fire Temple guys are, um, as they're like I guess in, in the beginning of the episode when they were like um, um, showing them, like the episode, the hand gestures that they're using are the same ones that you see the, the fire, you know, when whenever they're fire bending, you know, against Aang and you know the, his team. They're the same. They're the same type of maneuvers and hand gestures that they use. I was going to say what I liked is when they're they're doing the dance in front of the dragons, and the dragons' choreography around them matches their dance moves. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. yeah. And anyway, uh, and oh, I'm going to say his name wrong, guys. Go for it. The uncle, Iro. There we go. I was going to say Iro. Um. So the part where um. They find out that um, Iroh knew that the dragons were still alive and just basically lied and said that he had killed the dragons. I just thought that was an interesting little touch and gives you a lot of insight into. Good guy, Iroh. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, of course he's the good guy. It just. And anyway. Um, did you want to cry like a little baby when Zuko finally met Iroh? Yes. Or is it just me? Maybe. A little bit. Um, which scene was that? It was when he kind of goes in and apologizes, basically? Yeah, he sits outside his tent and he's like, I know Uncle's going to hate me. And then he yeah. starts to apologize and I just gives him a big hug. Yeah, yeah. I did. I, that was pretty touching. Like, he's, I, I honestly thought that uh, the arrow was busy just going to kind of. I, I knew they were eventually going to get together and, you know, they were going to, you know, um, reconcile. But I figured at, at that moment, you know, Ira would have been just said, you know, screw off, don't don't bother me. But uh, it, it was nice to see that, yeah, you know, he didn't hold a grudge, you know, because, because they could have easily played that up and did, you create more drama in the series, like, you know, oh now, you know, now Ira hates me and I have to be more emo and angsty. But no, they they just they just say no, no, um, screw it, <laughs> you know, I I forgive you. I'm so, sorry, I'm, Zuko is so emo and angsty; he's barely tolerable, like half the <laughs> series. It it it. it it, it doesn't go overboard with it. I think, like, I, th- I think they tread the line. Um, maybe that's just my inner emo, you know, <laughs> you know uh, 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 to Zuko. But I, I feel like they, they, I feel like they, they never, they never go overboard with it. Sometimes it, it, it does go a bit far. Like, all right, all right, calm down, kid. You know, but but did but you really I, think I, that? I feel like this could have been a lot. I feel like they could have really, you know, gone overboard with it and played it up to be, you know, really fringy. But I feel like, well, in general, they, they sort of struck that balance um, pretty well. Well, I mean, I, he's believable as a character. I'm just saying there was a bunch of times I wanted to say, you know, relax, dude. But he had a hard childhood. He was he, abused by his sister and his father. So I guess, you know, who am I to judge, right? He used to carry around his deformed face. Oh, yeah, that's true. And if, let me ask you guys. This is something that I, I again, I... I didn't watch the series prior to this. Starting from season one, did you think that he was going to get that like fixed <laughs> at any point in the, se- in the series? Um, His face. Really <laughs> no, uh, I did not think he was going to get a a burn fixed. Well, well, okay, you make it sound like okay. We're talking about like bending water and and, and air. You, you make it sound like this like in, like out of the realm of possibility. I, I got when I was watching season one. I, I figured they would, they'd go sort of like the cliche route of like in the middle of the season, like they would, like he, he, he would come into contact with some like magic healing water or something, then they would erase his scar or something. Or, or I mean, or he did something. What he did, he did, have he, did, he, did ha- he did have the opportunity. Katara had the opportunity to heal his face, possibly. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. But then yeah, he chose, okay. he chose yeah. Azula instead. Yeah, you're making it sound like, like it, it's so like outside of the realm of possibility here. No, I, no. I think it's I think it's outside the realm of possibility because of character growth reasons. 
Well, right. Well, yeah, but I mean, after yeah, you, after you watched it, I'm saying some, some someone who just started out, you know, from episode, like right from episode one, I, I think that might have been, you know, a, a reasonable question that someone could come to, you know, like, hmm, I wonder if he's ever going to get, you know, come across some healing water or something. I'm, I'm just saying for me, yeah. that's, that's what I. I feel I like that. I feel like I tend not to respect shows that do things like that. Hey, 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 I'm not saying it would have been good. I'm just saying that's a question yep. that legitimately crossed my mind. <laughs> uh, yes, I would have. I, I would have thought less of the show. But I'm just saying it did cross my mind. No, that's fair. I think that's a fair thing to think. If you've never seen any of it before, I mean, um, but obviously yeah. I've seen the whole thing, so I already knew I wasn't expecting it, but. It yeah, seemed like and, and, and such was, a defining trait of the character. And I think he carries it around like, oh, never mind. That's spoilers for Stormlight. I'll be it's, quiet. It's, it's much rather, I would much rather have him carry it around and have it change from a mark of shame to a badge of honor than I would have it uh, get healed because he changes sides or something. That and it's great. better that. that been... oh, go ahead. I, was, I was just gonna say it's better that Katara keeps the magic water because otherwise, Aang's dead. <laughs> she wouldn't have maybe needed it if Zuko was fighting on their side during. That. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have been a bit too on the nose if, like, the in some like Breakfast Club style ending <laughs> where you know at the end of it he changes size and then becomes beautiful and then, you know <laughs> and then everyone loves Zuko yeah I'm 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 glad they 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 sort of you know leaned into it. I went with kept it I like, think oh, this say. was the Fire Lord's house you know what my dad got me he got me a scar on my face he said smoke him up Johnny <laughs> um uh, what did you guys think uh, what did you guys think of of the episode um uh, Sokka's teacher, which is the one where he, uh, where he, where, where Sokka was feeling, I think, useless, basically, which he is, and he You're not useless. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sokka's the opposite. Uh, of uh, uh, he I'm comes, he comes I, up with the submarine design for crying out loud. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. well, that was after. That was way after this episode. <laughs> but, uh, um, so he's basically feeling, you know, basically useless, and you know, while everyone else can bend, so uh, he, he wants to find like a, like a teacher. So he finds like one of the the, the he, they're also they the crew is basically undercover in um I forget the town's name but they're undercover in the Fire Nation. So he finds like a like a sword master there to teach him. Um, th- th- this one I didn't really like. I, I like uh, uh like you didn't like um the the um what, what was the episode that you say you 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 weren't feeling uh, 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 oh nightmares and daydreams. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you, weren't, you guys didn't really like that one. I, I didn't really enjoy this one all that much. Um, that episode. Uh, I, that? I mean, Sokka's Masters also the episode which has Iroh start to become a beast in his prison. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's uh, springboard off that. <laughs> I, I actually, <laughs> it, I, I actually did like that, but. It, it went too quickly. Like I, I wish they would have like lengthened that scene out to like two or three episodes because all of it. Ha- I correct me if I'm wrong, but all of that happened in one episode, right? No. No, it was over several. It was over several episodes. Was it uh, okay? If it was, that's great. But but I I recall it being like crammed into the, just like one episode where where he goes from like you know. No anti-beast mode in one episode. Uh, which and Sokka's, and Sokka's master, that's where he starts doing like push-ups and things in his cell. And that's like all you see. And he hangs from his feet and is doing and he, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not eight, eight episodes until he breaks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did like that. I did like that idea. Of it, but I just, again, I, it felt like it was too short. I wish they would have like lengthened it out. They give, they give at least three, they use at least three episodes um, to do that. But it's not a lot of time each episode. No, it's, it's not like a lot of time short. per episode. Yeah. I mean, there's not there's not a lot of time they could spend on a dude doing sit-ups in his cell. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you're into old men and working out. <laughs> I mean, if he, if he was, if he was drinking tea and singing, like, I can see Iroh taking up a large amount of screen time and me being happy about it. But <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. 
And you oh. even you even get a moment where he you get several moments where he builds a relationship with one of his captors. And how she she sneaks him like nice tea. Yep. Right. Serena Williams. But you do get some tea. I'm sorry, who? Serena Williams. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was really her. Really? Huh. There you go. So that no, uh, Sokka... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I like Sokka's master. I like the fact that Sokka's trying really hard and he screws up in a lot of really creative ways and yet somehow manages to figure himself out. But, of course, Sokka's my favorite character. I like that I also, a lot, too. I have um, a soft spot for people forging their own swords. <laughs> that That's is, like a really that sharp is, arm. That is really an oddly specific uh, uh, thing to enjoy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, it, it's one of my soft spots, and I do. I've found multiple books and TV shows which uh, appease it. It's great. I was going to say, it happens in Wheel of Time, too, doesn't it? With his yeah. hammer. Uh, Ellie Modisette, uh has his characters do all sorts of crafting to, uh, things. And you go, you do go from like base ore to finished product. Oh, and that one, and at the end of those, I think it's in the last episode where Sokka drops his sword and he's like, goodbye, space sword. <laughs> <laughs> I think it gets it back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but. He... No, yeah, like... the he makes a space sword, which is amazing. And he gets a really good lesson, and I thought his character development was uh, made a lot of sense, especially for the season. Uh, one problem I had, though, is the same problem I had with uh, Katara in season one. They get so good so quickly, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah the, the the one day training episodes, I am not really a fan of. Like, I and I know it's sort of the the, the sort of economy of time that they're pushed against, which. I really wish this show would have been like an hour per, but um, uh, the 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 idea of having like these one episode training events, and then by the end of said episode, they're you know really good. Um, yeah, it, it, I I just wish that they, they would drag some of the stuff out for a bit longer. Um, per character. I, again, I think that's a part a uh, function of the demographic that it's aimed to. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I definitely understand it. If we go back I mean, to what are they going to do? Have a swordmaster join their little band? <laughs> no, but no, but they're in, they're in a town. They could they, they could have an sort of of you know like a two or three part episode of them you know because they they're they're in they're in that Fire Nation town for quite some time. So so they could have had a, a a lingering story of him going back the next episode and then still learning, not just you know doing everything one in one episode. You 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 can linger on you know uh, events and things like that and draw them out. You know it, it doesn't have to be like. You know, um, uh, having the person come, you know, with them or anything. They're, the the setting was perfect for that. They were stuck. They were, you, not perfect, but they were in the town itself. The problem have I have with that watched is watched television with an eight year old. Yeah, I know. Again, I I, 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 I understand the <laughs> that, Just... but but, but there's still there's still. I mean, these concepts we're talking about. You know, this. Generally, I feel like this show sort of was written to grow with its audience. So by season three, there should be the idea that the kid, that the group who started. So, the, so they're so they're nine now. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> look what you're saying is one hundred percent fair. First of all, I don't feel like it happened today. I felt like it happened over days. I felt yeah, I felt like it happened over at least like a week or two. At least, which again, again, that's not realistic. Obviously, I'm at I'm least. just making a- yeah. A point that I don't think it absolutely did. didn't happen in a day. It didn't happen in weeks either because they're on a tight schedule. Yeah. Right. And he has to make the space sword, and that's going to take at least a day. I mean, it took me a while to make my space sword. Me too. No, uh, I think what you're saying is fair. Uh, but I think even if they took weeks or even a month, the problem is twofold. The same problem I had in the season one was that it felt like there was kind of no tension and that they really should be working towards something. And number two, even if he did it for a month, he still wouldn't be a master. I mean, <laughs> no, that's years. true. <laughs> I mean, he didn't beat the swords master. I know, but uh, and I also, think didn't he the have... amount of time they had was enough. Didn't they have... I mean, he already had sword experience, right? I mean, it's he, not like... He, he, already, he already had weapon experience and he used his club kind of like a sword. And he had that cool ba- boomerang that 
always hit him in the head. I I don't think boomerang skills transfer into <laughs> yeah, skills. And, 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 the, and the problem with the problem with, I'm the, kidding. The, the problem with Sokka is that he's such a goofy character that the fight scenes that he's in, like, even in season one when Zuko confronts him, he basically just kicks his face in, you know, without even without him even putting up a fight. So and, and Sokka is always written as a very goofy character, so. It's hard to gauge what skills he really has, you know, seriously in combat. But um, yeah, but we do I, know uh, that he's clever and innovative, and he thinks outside the box and solves problems in really good, creative ways. That's what he brings to the party, and I he's funny. <laughs> okay, that, that that we can um, debate on. But, but yeah. <laughs> no, very funny. Um, no, he's very funny. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, again, I, I just, I just wish, and, I, and I, again, totally get the point. I know it's, it's a kid show, but there is a way to write a kid show and still, you know, make it feel a bit more earned and a bit more um, taking your time with it rather than just rushing through it. Um, and again, I know Nickelodeon, thirty minutes, got it. But um, if you're going to present these, if you're going to, if you're, if you're going to write this stuff, then take the time to do it. You know, see it through to the end. Don't write it just to, you know give us a scene or two. Um, but anyway, um, moving on from that, um, time will be Can I talk about my favorite part in the season? Oh, well. Well, uh, the boiling rock and my girlfriend is the moon. That's <laughs> <rough>. <laughs> 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 yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that's just my probably my. That's rough, buddy. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> sucks to be you, man. <laughs> and okay. now everybody except Toph has gone on a life-changing journey with Zuko. Yeah, <laughs> they they really and then they have, one. And then they have. Um, I think it's the third to the last episode. It's right before the battle. She's like, "Well, I want to go on a field trip with you. Everybody else got to go on a field trip with you." She's just complaining about her parents the whole time, and he's like, "I'm sorry. We just need to be looking for Aang." <laughs> right. <laughs> so, how many people when Aang got on the island that turned out to be a turtle? How many people thought about the merchant girl in the interlude and her experience? And uh, I believe it's words of radiance. You're talking about Stormlight, Ar- Stormlight Archive? Yeah. Because I was like, I wonder if Brandon saw this and was like, I'm going to make Turtle Islands. <laughs> or <laughs> Crab Islands. <laughs> Sorry. It's a little off topic. I, I, I have seen that before. Great but show. Not in, not, in, not in the Sanderson work. I, I've seen, I, I don't know where, but I, I've, I've, when I saw that, first of, all, first of all, I thought it was pretty cool looking. But uh, I've seen that style of artwork and that like sort of aesthetic before. Um, where it's kind of sort of like a big floating island, but a big creature, basically. I, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty ancient trope. Okay, yeah. well, I guess Discworld too, right? Also Hyperion. Wait, really? Yeah, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, that. I don't remember that. What, what, what was that? <laughs> the the giant floating islands, the living islands of Maui Covenant. Oh, that's right. I remember yep. that now. Uh, well, whose whose tale was that? That's the consul's tale. Yeah, consul. Right. Uh, Right. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for all Hyperion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should <laughs> No, no. I'm out on that one, guys. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I mean, I liked start, it, but... Just to start wrapping things up, um, what, did you, what did you guys think of, of, of um, the Cyclops guy who kept appearing? Um, Combustion Man? He's Quirky Boom Man. I like that one better. I did, I did, actually. <laughs> I was hoping that that name would stick. Um, but what did you guys think? Because I, I, out of all the characters that, that you know were annoyingly kept coming back, like I, I didn't, I was, I, I liked his idea, I guess. But I don't know. He just, he just, he just sort of rubbed me the wrong way. I, I just didn't really have anything like, oh man, you know, it's that guy again. You know, so I, it just kind of like more annoying at the, by the by, by the end of it. What did you guys think of him? I thought that his character. Uh, let's see. His character. No, have one. <laughs> he looks really cool, and the idea is really cool, but it really just felt like the uh, the writers needed to have some sort of tension that was missing because of Zuko, and so they 
made a lazy guy. Yeah. No, yeah. I thought it was kind of lazy. Yeah, a lazy character like, with really cool, you know, ideas. I like yeah, how Zuko had to solve his own tension. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah, it was Zuko who tried to stop him, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. It was just, I mean, he was, you know, just there to to have somebody chasing them. I, yeah, that. basically just to move them forward. The, the, the group was sort of, you know, every time he appeared, I, I believe so, the group was kind of like, you know, resting, basically. So it was it was always that kind of like that spurring of movement, I guess, but just to create some tension. But uh, yeah, to, to me, I, did, I, I, I think if you, if you would have taken him out of the series, like, I, I don't think he would have been missing much. Like that story arc, I don't think really contributed much. Except you get to hear Sparky, Sparky, Boom, Ma'am. I mean, that was fun. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Not all our bad guys need to be deep. Uh, he was fine. He had fun powers. Yeah. It was a cool aesthetic. Uh, you know. Um, he barely said a word. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. So I'm, I'm, a big, uh, I'm a big Star Wars guy. So. In yes, and by the six, way, for the record, I do like Star Wars. You said last okay. time. Okay, so, so we're we not Star Wars fans. All, so we all know I'm a Star Wars fan and LRB hates Star Wars. So <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly so, the opposite of what I just said, but okay. <laughs> but in, in episode six, the Avatar and the Fire Lord, um, where it shows the 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 um, and, uh, I hope I'm I hope I'm getting this right. Um this shows the the, the backstory of Roku and Sozin, right? Yes. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> Uh, and it shows they're sort of um, fracturing, basically, on the mount- on the you know mountaintop or volcano, I guess. Um, I, really, I, I, I this is to me what episode three should have been. We, if if you if you watched episode three of Star Wars where Anakin fights Obi Wan, his you know, quote unquote brother, um, it was supposed to be this very dramatic event, this fracturing of this great friendship. And I'll say this: I got more like feels from this episode than I did from the episode three, which should have been like the climatic battle in Star Wars. Um, I really like the 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 imagery here where they're on this like volcanic, you know, hellish landscape. And you know, um Roku um uh, Roku basically shows up and they're both fighting, you know, back to back, you know, all this like ash around them and you know, and he basically betrays them at the at the, at the very end. Uh, and I love this episode. I, I thought it, it, it definitely fleshed out, gave you that solidifying reason of you know what you know is that not what's at stake, but like sort of the background of everything. Um, well, that's because they feel like friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You felt that Anakin you felt, you felt and Obi Wan never feel like friends. The whole time you're like, you know, Anakin's being whining and complaining about um, how he's being mistreated and nobody appreciates him. Blah blah blah. Yeah, they never showed that friend. I mean, there were a few scenes, but they never really showed that friendship grow. It was, in this one episode, yeah, in this one cartoon, I got more of a bond between Roku and, 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 uh, and, and, and Sozin, you know, between the two of them. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, really, I, really I don't like them. the first three movies, or one of the reasons I don't like the first three. As you call yeah, them. well, there's a few, there's a few reasons, but um. <laughs> all right. Well, again, so just to wrap things up here, um, let's go around, let's go around the horn and see what, what would you guys give uh, season three? Um, I guess a scale or grade scale, maybe A to F. Uh, uh, your ranking of what, of what, what would you, what would you put it at? Oh, an A, an A plus. It's great. Oh, oh A plus with honors. I also go with A plus. Uh, I thought it was a brilliant ending, and uh, I mean, it it wasn't perfect, but it was uh, one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. I'll also go with A plus. It's a fantastic series, and if this doesn't earn an A plus, what does? Right. Lost. I'm joking. <laughs> the wire. I, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll say A, bordering on the A plus. It, 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 I, I, I want to say A plus, but there are still a few things I would have done differently. But the climatic battle, and we, we didn't so good. talk about, but the, la- the, 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 what was it, like a three or four part episode? It four was, parts. Um, yeah, it, was it, it? I thought it was. 
it's a it's a four part finale. Yeah, which um was probably one of the most like outside of maybe like in game. <laughs> it, it was a very climatic build up to to the uh, the final showdown. Um, uh, which I really, I really, really enjoyed. So yeah, so I'll say A, boarding on A plus, depending on depending on my mood, probably during the <laughs> what day, what day you, you <laughs> ask me. That's totally fair. So any any final thoughts, guys? Go see it. If you have not seen this series, go watch it. It is amazing. Yeah, they shouldn't listen to us anyway. <laughs> oh, that's true. Don't listen to this if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, stop listening now. There may have been a spoiler or two in this entire series. Oops. Um, I'll just say that I love... When I first watched this, I was really kind of unhappy about how Aang was like, oh, I can't kill him, I can't kill him. And then he found kind of a, I guess, a deus ex machina to beat him. But I, the more I watch it, the more I realize how uh, how good the ending was and how he reconciled what he needs to do with and find a good solution that he can do morally for himself. And I thought that uh, the ending was great. Uh, speaking of which, do you feel that... Um... Azula, do you feel her end was fitting? Do you think she should have died, or do you think keeping her alive like that was uh, was a, was a good idea from a writing point of view? Uh, I think it's fine. I mean, I mean, I think I think it made a lot of sense. But also remember, almost nobody dies in the series because it's a Nickelodeon series. Not even Jet. <laughs> you know, I see you guys. Not even Jet. Excuse a lie, by the way. You, you, you guys use the it's a kid show excuse quite a bit here. Well, no, I mean, it, it's just you're really not allowed to write a lot of death into a kid show before you have to start changing the rating on it for American television. Yeah. That's what exactly was the show? The show I'm thinking was, was, was rated Y, I guess, or Y7. Y7. Yeah. For scary fantasy violence is what they called it, or something like that. Which. <laughs> I was like, okay. Was that? Was that? Do you know? Is is that consistent throughout all three seasons? I think so. I would say so. I don't know. Uh, if you guys want a more, I guess, realistic ex- answer, we can't have the new what, what's it, Fire Lord killing his family, or else it would just be seen as an usurpation. It would have been a coup. <laughs> I mean, I think the Fire Nation would have been okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they tried to stop the. (laughs) They tried to stop the coronation of Azula. They're like, "Uh, maybe we shouldn't be doing this right now, lady, who's clearly losing her mind. (laughs) I I really like that scene, by the way. The whole like, like, it reminded me almost like, um, of like a very Napoleonic coronation where she just wanted it, you know, immediately. I really liked that scene. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, Yeah, it was TVY seven for the whole. Run. Yeah. Okay. I, I I thought maybe they might have started with just why, then you know, as it was going on, it was getting darker. Maybe they might have increased it. All right, everyone. I think that wraps it up. Um, if anyone has any final thoughts, um, I was glad to see Sugi come back, come back, uh, give her redemption. Um, if you guys don't have any final thoughts, we can wrap it up here. Uh, I, I again thought it was a fantastic uh, conclusion, really, really well done. Minus the really poor CGI idea, <laughs> I think uh, I think the animation was a notch above you know any of the other, even the second season. I think. Um, so yeah, it is, so, the final battle is just one of the most beautiful action scenes. It's gorgeous. I love yeah. it. Which final battle? Sozin's or Both. sorry, not Sozin. Ozai's or Azula's? Azula and 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 um, oh Azula's gosh. is way prettier for me. I just I, well, whatever. Okay, <laughs> I like both of them. Okay, <laughs> and I know I'm wrong. It's okay. You disapprovingly say okay. Like, mm. Okay, I guess. You're wrong, but okay. I didn't know Kip is right. We all know that Kip, our dear or- overlord, is always right. Thanks. 
All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us here. This is our uh, last uh, the season three wrap up. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we, depending on the consensus of the group, I, I have yet to see the 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 newer um, what's what's the what's the continuation uh, or the, yeah, the uh, I've yet to watch that. I've heard very mixed things. So uh, not sure if that's going to happen, but um, perhaps we'll do something in the future with it. But um, I'm very satisfied as a first-time viewer of this. Uh, very satisfied about, uh, about how this was told, wrapped up, and presented. So thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Green Team. Look at Avatar Season 3. Good night. Good night. Aren't you cold? I've got a lot on my mind. It's been so long. Over three years since I was home. I wonder what's changed. I wonder how I've changed. <sighs> I just asked if you were cold. I didn't ask for your whole life story.